Remember what I said last time. What'd you say last time? Don't be a bitch. <laughs> Welcome back to the 2% Podcast. We are back for part two of our episode part with two. Enrique Bradfield, a special guest from Vanderbilt. Yeah, y'all, y'all better go back because that's that's not that's not the real experience. Yeah. Did y'all did y'all like mm, if I can talk about it. Well I can't now. Did y'all get some free shit? Of course. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like the vendors and everything, like they they mess with the kids. Yeah, how bro. was that when you went when y'all walked in, was all the stuff spread out on y'all bed and all that? No, what what they did was they ended up calling us down into a room because you gotta go down and we had to sign like all the mm-hmm. posters, yep. all okay, the yeah, plaques, yeah. Yeah. do all that stuff for for our community because I I know like they they give a lot yeah. of the stuff away and and they do a lot of stuff like that. But um, after we did that, then they brought us into another room and had everything laid out. Like we had shoes, slides, shirts, um, these pretty sick like Omaha shirts that I hadn't seen, yeah. nobody knew about. Mm. So they they hooked us up. Jackets, sweatshirts, See, raincoats. Bro, we, we got a bag here, bro. We, we ain't getting backpack. Nothing. We got they got everything. We, got, we, got we ain't lot. getting nothing. I came back with a lot more than I left. What did we get? Bro, and I bought didn't nothing. even lay it out. We had to go yeah. down because we went Evo Shield, we had to go down in the room, and then Nike came in the room as well. Yeah. And they gave yeah. us the little backpack. And it had two shirts, the Bill Belichick gray like pullover. That's hard though. Said, I, I like that. It was. Man. Did y'all get batting gloves? No. no. Y'all didn't get batting gloves? We didn't get batting gloves either. Gloves. I never we only got Evo shirt. We got an elbow guard yeah, and a shin a towel. guard. We got a t- yeah. T- you, you, got the, a towel. you got the straps? Yeah. On the, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you got so the straps. Like, we, I, I use my same leg guards and just switch out the straps. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, that's I that's I all I did. But Evo Shield hooked us up with, with some nice stuff. I don't think the Nike people came through. I remember uh, going down to DeMarini and... Uh, Seeing uh, uh, the guy with the gloves, mm-hmm. uh, Asha, who comes by every year, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah, seeing yeah. him, and he was showing us some prototypes that he had. Was he in Omaha? Or he was this? in Omaha. Oh, so he was in Omaha, Omaha at the the Wilson um, stand, and okay, he was showing gotcha. the, this prototype that he had been working on. This is the eighteen ten now. Yeah. I don't even know if they sell the model now, but last year was the first year that they kind of like. Opened it up. Opened it up, and they gave it to us first. So, like, all the outfielders from the 22 team last year, we have a prototype that I don't think anybody else has. I, I may mm, be wrong, but I know we're the first guys to get it because hey, they hadn't offered it to anybody you come else. To Vandy. Yeah. Hmm. So, uh, that's my black and purple glove that I, oh, yeah, that I yeah. had. Y'all was, going, y'all was so, going a little crazy with the colors, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yo, yo. You know what I did this year? Yeah, I saw what you did. I saw it. Yeah, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna break it to the people yet. But no, yeah, I saw what you did. But, I ain't gonna lie. Uh, I saw. I'm like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, yeah, no, okay. I, I see. There, there were some that I saw. It wasn't this year, but like two years ago, I was like crazy. Yeah, I too was like, much. Y'all, too. y'all doing way too much. Yeah, no, nah, what, what? I think it's funny because we kind of uh, the younger guys like that's your only glove. Facts. That's your only yeah. glove. You're gonna use that the entire year. Training, yeah. games, rain, doesn't matter. You yeah. don't use it because you, you have to. Yeah. So I always give them advice. I'm like, don't do anything crazy or stupid that you're going to hate to look at in three months Facts. when you need it. Facts. So don't do anything crazy. But it's like, I this is my third glove that I'm getting from school. And I have a couple others that I like using. So I have like five or six. You and I, I kind of just... Yeah, I like rotating out. I do what I want. Yeah. Um, I talk to Rock a lot about 
like gloves and stuff because he was like one of the first people when I got there that I saw him with the all red glove that he yeah, had and then he had like the tan and purple. Yeah. So he started mixing colors. I'm like, we do everything so team-based. Mm -hmm. I was like, my glove is probably like the only thing I can have that's a different color that I, I'm like really he enjoying. So I'm going to say, yeah. of course, yeah. allowed that. Yeah, that he year. slowed. Because right. I remember my freshman year. He was... Yeah, he wasn't all that. I was, I was, I got away with a little. It was kind of like team color. I had like mm -hmm. different colors on all man, but it was like team colors though. Yeah, well, I usually like, they were trying to make it was super traditional. The like. most team color glove I had is my freshman glove, which was white and black. Yeah, and that's it because I had the black and purple, and I had uh -huh. the all blue one, and I had mm -hmm. an all red glove too. Yeah. So yeah. I, I just kind of like, I like looking at different things. Like for me, up. Uh, a glove that's one color looks the best. So like For when sure. I when I thought about this year, I'm like, it's something about that blue that, that looks nice to me and no, it's gonna pop. Sneak yeah. peek. Yeah. 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 Just told him. <laughs> they have the, the, the cat is out of the bag. Talk now. about this new this new thing that's going on, NIL. Um kind of explaining it a little bit and uh -oh. how that has impacted the college game and the, the athletes coming how it's gonna impact the athletes coming up. Yeah. Uh, NIL is name, image, and likeness. It gives athletes like me uh, the opportunity to make money off our name, to partner with companies. And it's like, I've been fortunate enough to be able to build myself up as a name mm -hmm. through Vanderbilt, basically, mm -hmm. and through our media team and the promotions they've done for me, that I've been able to gain a following to where companies want to work with me. Yeah. So it's just basically partnering with company. You can get product, you can get money. It doesn't really matter. And it, you kind of do what you want to do and work who, with who you want to work with. Um, so that's pretty cool. It's a, a big step up from yeah. the NCAA not allowing anything. Uh, so I think it's, it's good for athletes to be able to do that if they have the following to be able to, uh, to be, you know, in college, you're going to want to have fun. You're going to spend money on food. You got other Majority. things you gotta take care food, of. Yeah, sure. And food is probably the biggest thing I spend yeah. money on. So just having some money extra on the side to be able to, even if I gotta pay something for school, yeah. I can I can help my parents out and help my family do it. So um, mm. just that, that's probably the nicest thing about it. But it's changing the game a lot because mm. now you have kids coming out of high school and they're like, I'm going to this place because they're giving me an NIL deal mm. uh, when I get there. And it's like, that's cool. But at the same time, you got to do what's best for you. Yeah. And if that's best for what they want, so be it. Like, that's that's going to be. But it's not something you're going to make. In, at least in baseball, you're going to make an incredible amount of money on. Yeah. You have cats making top dollars. Yeah, for sure. But it's not football. It's not basketball. Yeah, so you're not getting the, the million-dollar deals. You're not high in the, the hundreds of thousands, like mm -hmm. nothing crazy like that. So you kind of just got to be smart. It's like I would have never, if I was in this position now, I would never go somewhere just based off an NIL deal. Yeah. That's just me. Yeah. Because this is not what I'm, I'm just trying to maximize yeah. now. Yeah. Like I have dreams. I have goals of going to the next level and, and doing the same thing I'm doing right now. So like I got to put myself in the best position to do that. Yeah. It's like the NIL is kind of like an accessory for me. It's like, yeah, it's cool, but I'm not going to spend all my time focusing on it. Cause I gotta get better and be able to perform on the like on the field. Nah, Facts. I'm glad you pointed that out because that's what most kids with the social media era they looking at that like 
NIL, 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 yeah. but they missing the whole point. Why? The reason why are you getting NIL is because of what you're doing. If you can't perform, you're not going to get NIL. And that's just a simple, and that's simple I, fact. The balance has to come yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. No. Do you feel like, I guess, just sticking with that topic, I hear like the downfalls to it are, like you just said, like different sports are getting paid differently. Do you feel like, it's how do you feel about that as like baseball isn't going to get the same dollar amount as football or basketball but then you're at certain schools it might not be so football dominant there basketball dominant like it might differ there do you think that that should weigh in on the dollar amount for certain sports i don't think so like for me it doesn't i don't really have a problem with any of that um Everybody kind of looks at college football as king, and, like here, like yeah, in the country. No yeah. So it's like brings the most money. They make Yo. the most money as well. So like, if they have the resources to be able to pay a kid a million dollars for a deal, that's just what it is. And it's like, I that really doesn't bother me. It's like I don't really yeah. care about it. Um, some people might, but I don't really do see a difference. Like, do you feel like the harmony in the team? I guess like for for you guys, do you think that? Because I know another thing was, oh, how's somebody going to feel when so-and-so is making this and they're not making that? Do you think that that has affected teams in any or teams you've been on in any way? They haven't affected teams I've been on, but yeah. I'm sure they affect teams elsewhere. Uh, just like kind of the culture and like the environment that we have, like that's not something that's really going to come yeah. into play. Mm -hmm. It's like everybody's kind of focused on doing their own thing. And at the same time, it's like we're doing – certain things as a team too mm -hmm. um so we're, we have like certain team deals gotcha. uh, and that we're doing yeah. so certain guys have different things coming in but for the most part it's pretty much like whatever you're able to do is like no i'm not gonna look at somebody else and be like well why am i not getting that Facts. and the same for for somebody looking at me and it's that's just kind of the the way we've been able to build our our culture and our team yeah um we don't really have too many problems like that in the locker room so talk a little bit more in detail about how, I guess, how the deal is done. You mentioned earlier, you can, I don't know if you say you can either do, hey, I want the money or product. Is that like negotiated? Can you choose? Like, how does that conversation go about? Yeah. Um, for me, my actual advisor is my NIL advisor. Okay. So I have the same person handling majority of my stuff yep. I told him when the process first opened up I want to be as hands off on this process as I can I gave him a list originally of companies I had interest in working with besides that the marketing team at the company reached out to all these brands hey we have this player he'd want to like work with you uh, he has this following and from there, it's up to the brand to decide if they want to work with us. But it's kind of you, like your your people or you even on social media are sending a message. Mm. And then from there, if the brand has interest, then they they want to work with you. They'll get back and they'll be like, hey, we're, we're proposing five social media posts for this dollar amount and then some product or mm. for some product. A lot of companies now still are, since it's very new, they're not doing high like money like deals mm -hmm. so they're just giving away their product yeah. for a social media post and all you got to do is like post like thank you to this company but um everything's negotiable 
there's been some pretty cool deals. Like I've worked with uh, Bose. I've got some product and I've, I've got some other things as well. Dick Sporting Goods the same. And then uh, Gatorade was like, that was like the first thing, I, the first main thing I really did. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty cool for me. But it, it, everything's open. You can negotiate anything. Uh, you just got to kind of weigh your, your options as far as what you want. Mm. Speaking of Gatorade. Shout out. <laughs> you look to our right right here. Quite we got the thirst. Gatorade. All right. You got all these uh, new drinks coming out, all these other sports drinks. I'm not going to name them, but... Mm. Staying loyal to the brand, you it's know, it's been here since the beginning, you know. Uh, so Gatorade, 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 you know. You never know. Okay. Up. You know. So um, let's talk about toughest your toughest pitcher, you know, you face or seen. Maybe not face them, but you saw you saw him. You know, you looked at the guy like like he's a dude, you know. So like, if you got one or two um, or a few, you know. Name, name those people. Yeah. A uh, guy who was tough, Gavin Williams, for sure. Mm. He, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's East Carolina. He's from East, East Carolina, Carolina, and I played him in the Super Regional in Nashville in 21. Um, he's like, I think he's like 6'8". So he's pretty dude. big. Shit. Uh, <laughs> he had a hammer. He had a slider, curveball, and he was mixing, using all of them. And it was, I just had the toughest day in yeah. the box against him, I think I was able to drill walk in like my first at bat, and I was I was on base one more one more time. I think in like the eighth, but I'm not sure if he was still out there or not. But I just remember him being being tough dude to face. Um, Beck was really good when we played him. Mm -hmm. um, the guy from Oregon State last year, the lefty, Oregon um, Jerpy, mm -hmm. he was okay. good. He was he was somebody who. Like pitch on short rest and came out of the bullpen and just yeah. completely wiped us out right there. <laughs> and it's like we're looking That's at different. that as like he pitched seven, I think maybe six innings on Friday, and we're like, all right, like we won't have to see him. We got the Oregon State, we got there, we beat him Sunday, we had to beat him again, and we just got in a tough spot. And he came running out from the pen in like the eighth inning. Like, what? He was a dog for them. Uh, he did he did work, but like yeah. we knew like if we got past Oregon State. That was our. That was us going to Omaha right there, sure. and that was just the fact. And and it just didn't happen. But those are some some pictures that I look at. And I'm like, those guys were were real dudes. Yeah, you talked about Ricky Anderson earlier and how he played with that swag. But watching you play, you you play with your own confidence and your own swag, and you bring something different to the game. But also, you're a minority ball player. Speak on the impact you feel you have as being a minority ball player and how that is can help create more to change and get more kids interested in the game of baseball, especially at a place like Vanderbilt. Yeah, I think um, for my play style and the energy that I have in my game, it kind of opens people's eyes because it's something that a lot of people haven't seen in a while. Mm -hmm. So I think it, it helps a younger group of kids who look just like us to be able to watch a game and be like, wow, like that's pretty cool, I want to do that. Mm -hmm. And then that's kind of where it, where it starts. And it's like, even back home, like locally, like my dad's part of a minority baseball group on Facebook. Yeah. And it's just a group that they post like about their kids, like journeys and stuff like that. And it's like, my dad doesn't have any, I'm the youngest, yeah. youngest yeah. in the family. Yeah. So for him to be like in that community 
connecting with, with fathers and like kind of giving them advice, like on my journey, that's pretty cool to see. But uh, um, that's kind of why a big reason of why I do what I do as well. Sure. is like, I want to, I want to bridge that gap. I want to uh, make people aware that there's not that many minorities in, in baseball and they're all choosing to play sports like football and basketball when you can do it in baseball. And, and if you, if you just really like it, like just kind of stick with it and, and enjoy it. You know, people have this connotation, like black players are always seen as athletic and yeah. a little more raw or less skilled. And it's like, like I'm trying to change that, and I'm trying to change that, like for the culture. And there's a lot of guys at the level right now, yeah, who I played with, you guys as well, and who are who are coming through the ranks now that are really starting to to change that narrative. Yeah. It's like, like on our team, when I look at our freshmen. I look at guys like R.J. Austin and Ray Velasquez as two guys who can come in and, and change that narrative as well. And and those are two two kids who are just young, hungry, and they want to be the best, so they're going to go after it. Mm. Uh, 100%, bro. And speaking on baseball, obviously primarily a predominantly white sport, you know, and so speak a little bit on – I know when, when Kumar was playing, Corey was always just talking about, you know, the football background with his dad and how he brings that same type of football mindset to the to the field of play and how he pitches and the energy that he has, the swag that he has, like that dog, and sometimes he'll he'll scream at you, he'll talk yeah, shit, you know. Sometimes. Like like you heard him. And and, that, and that's like I don't want to say it's taboo, but it, it's not traditional baseball. You know, baseball is like the clean cut yep. sport. You know, it ain't like basketball, football, where you can get rowdy and, like, nah. flesh your muscles and do all this type of stuff. You got to so, stay composed. You know, like, stay chill, man. Like, just don't do too much, you know? Right. Like, Even so, keel. Yeah. How, how you feel? Or how do you – yeah, your, your thoughts on that? And I think there's a there's a time and a place for everything. Yes. Yeah. I, I truly believe in that. Um, but at the same time, like, I'm a very authentic person. So, mm. like, what you see on the field – it's real. Like it's what you're going to see off the field. And it's like, if I see something that just doesn't sit right with me, I'm not just going to take it and eat it. Like, yeah. I'm going to let somebody know about it. Yeah. So I feel like in that aspect, you got to kind of just be open and not out front about it. Like, you can't do it in a way that is, like, condescending, like, at times. But you got kind of got to be firm on, like, what you stand for and what you believe in. And it's like, that's just a part of my mindset that I've always like had growing up is like, you got to like speak up for what you believe in. So if somebody, if I feel like somebody comes at me uh, sideways or like mm. something I'm not, I'm not really feeling, then it turns into what you know, what I know. So yeah. it's kind of like instincts and, and that's really what takes over in like those moments. But I'm going to say, I think you, you and you know, just certain people are bringing an excitement to the game, yes. and not just from a, oh, he can hit, or he can pitch, or he can feel, you know, that's great, but how you're doing it, and like the attitude that you have behind it, you know, and the presence that you have, like you can feel that type of presence, and me watching, and many others, where you have a lot of fans, like they love to see, you know, the, the pounding of the chest, or like you getting excited after a hit, or, you know, 
you still in four bags and you putting the foes up in Tennessee yeah. in they face. I'm gonna get loud, okay? In they face. And I'm at home watching it, getting lit, watching that, you know. And so I like saying I like I love to see that, you know, cause it's like it's like backyard. It's like you with the homies. Man, talk I'm a, yo shit. I'm gonna talk it. You feel yeah. me? Like especially the, the moment calls for it, you know. Um so like let it be known. So I guess speak a little bit on like you said it's a time and place for that you know yeah you pick your moments when to get excited but like when you feel it like do you feel any pressure to not be your authentic authentic self? Cause I'm not I'm not gonna ask Jack Lighter to be like Kumar because he's, he, yeah. he's not his excitement's not like that yeah. you know so like and vice versa you can't ask somebody like you or Kumar somebody who naturally gets excited and shows energy to be subdued you know yeah i think uh i've never had anybody ask me to kind of like calm it down tone it down i think where i've had conversations with people is is picking your moments and it's like you gotta you gotta be a little smart about what you do it's like that's fair you gotta know when things are are going good and when things are kind of like even so you gotta kind of weigh weigh your pros and your cons but uh yeah, I don't think I'll ever change when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. That's just who I am as a person. Like, if I'm excited about something, you'll probably know about it. Yeah. Whether I'm on the field or off the field. So yeah. that's just how I am. Um, yeah, one of my favorite moments is definitely that Tennessee moment. Come on now, talk about it. Speak yeah. on it. I don't know. That's, that's <laughs> my, I would say, like, that's like my, I'm here, like, my yeah, coming that's out that party. Moment. To, What'd you okay. do? I stole four bases on Sunday, and uh-huh. we're at Tennessee. And the series was one one. Got you. And we we came out that day, and I remember uh, I remember being in the hotel, going to meeting. We meet every morning. Mm-hmm. We stayed at the Tennessean, one of the nicest hotels there is. I ain't never heard of that. I don't know where we yeah, stayed. Tennessean. You guys ain't probably ain't stay there, but we stayed there. Yeah, <laughs> 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 we oh, stayed that is there, a newspaper. and that is a beautiful hotel. Yeah. But the meeting room is in a convention center across the street. So you got to come outside, what walk the... across, and the meeting room's like all the way in the back. I would have definitely missed but that. But this meeting. morning, Corbs was sitting in the front on some bench right there. And he was just sitting there. And we all had our, like, our, our stuff were packed on the bus. We went and we just sat in front of him and he was livid. He was livid because uh, Dave Macias, our first base coach, all weekend, he had been hearing, like, from the, um, what do they oh, call their shooting section? Their student section uh, or the Creatures oh. of Lindsay, Lindsay nah. or something like that. It, some, it's got to be something like Something that. crazy. The crazy. The yeah, crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, literally, they had been saying some. Yeah. Like, Slurs? No, they had been saying some stuff about his wife, oh, his family, oh, and they were just going crazy. But that's just the people of, like in yeah. in Knoxville with the following. Is, like yeah. that's just how yeah, it, it is. is. Yeah. So like he was livid about that, and I remember him like getting in front of all, like all of us, just asking us to sit down for a minute. He's like, "Don't even open your binders. Like you don't need to take any notes." <laughs> that's when you <laughs> that's know. It, that's liar. when you know it's not <laughs> gonna be good. Close your binders. You don't, you don't, need, close, you don't, you don't need your <laughs> binders. And he starts talking, and he just starts yelling, and he's like, "I can't stand like." Being here, I'm not going to allow that. I'm going to go coach first base. Mm. So that's what he told us. <laughs> and then he he literally like was like, he stood up, and we all got up right behind him and got on the bus. Yeah, let's ride. There we go. That's it. So we drove down to the stadium. This Saturday, right? This is Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. Got gotcha, you, gotcha. on Friday, we went in there and rocked. 
yeah. went like seven or eight I'm innings. Say, they lights hit, out. They hit lighter. They hit lighter. That one kid, uh, Evan Russell, hit two home oh, runs. Yeah. And then Murphy, came, Murphy in. came in and he hit the grand slam. And, and that's what opened the game on Man. Saturday. I ain't going to lie. That was lit. I ain't going to lie, bro. That was lit, bro. I'm like, damn. Yeah, so that yeah, happened. No Go comment. Ahead. No comment. On Sunday, that happened in the morning. We roll up to the stadium, and I just remember like getting there. Everybody's got their headphones on. Tennessee's already on the field. They look the usual from Tennessee. Like what you're gonna get. Yeah. We ha- we get a, like get in there. We do our thing. Get ready to play, and we just looked at each other and we're like, That's right. Like yeah. this is it right here. Yeah. Like we're not gonna go back to Nashville with anything to, to regret. So we went out there and I, I was just fortunate to have a good day that day. I was having a great day. I stole second. Mm-hmm. I stole third. Mm-hmm. I got back on. I stole second. Mm-hmm. I stole third. Yes, sir. And then, and then when I got to third, I just got up. I got hype and I just looked at our bunk and I threw up the fours. I thought you did it towards Tennessee's dugout. No, I, I did it to, towards ours. Okay. So I threw up the fours. Yeah. And Corbs in the moment, he wasn't too happy with me about it. <laughs> but looking back at it, I probably, I, I, you can ask him whenever you talk to him. But uh, he didn't care, bro. Literally, he, he was so mad in the moment. Mm-hmm. And then he after he was cool about it. And I know that's yeah. his favorite picture because he uses it. In a classroom all the time. So that happened. I actually got on again after that. I stole second and had mm-hmm. the base. I thought he was going to do the five. I had the base and I, I just lost it for a second. Tagged me out and they reviewed mm-hmm. it. And they were like, oh, out, whatever. So okay. I was four for five that day. Um, or else I would probably thrown up a fifth one. But Come on now, I got to. <laughs> I, remember, I remember vividly like waiting for that review. And they had uh, that shortstop, that Australian dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Liam Spence. Liam Spence, yeah. Yeah, that dude was talking crap to me. Really? Wow. And the score was at that point was like 10-4. Yeah. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, like, I remember getting into him, and I was like, like, you you shouldn't be talking to me right now, especially when you're talking to me. (laughs) And I was like, I'm not having that. And at that point, like, like I was a freshman. He might have been like a senior or something because I don't mm-hmm. remember him being on last year's team or, or what. But yeah, I I wasn't messing with him. I came back to the bunk and I was livid, yeah. like losing my mind because I was so pissed off. But we ended up beating them. Um, Corbs was like, "You guys want to take a shower or no?" And then we were like, "Hell no! Like we don't want to take whoa, a shower." Whoa, this pause. Nasty water, bro. We got on the bus in our full uniform and rode straight back to Nashville. Oh, that bus smelled like just ass. like that. Yep. <laughs> but I, I remember uh, like ten year old and his dad outside the bus just sitting there like flicking us off on the way out, like a little what? kid. Yeah, be yeah, crazy. That's, that's one of my favorite places. Uh, it's different. Like, I'm not saying I don't know how it is for you, like growing up in Nashville, like growing up in Tennessee, and like I guess growing into that hatred. Because like I didn't, I didn't know there was a hatred until I like got here. So it's like I didn't know. But then once I played, I think after the first time I played him, I was like, oh yeah, it's it's you know what it is. With like that. They were never good when I was here. That's, yeah, they yeah. were never good, so it didn't matter when I was. Yeah, here. be honest. I'm kind of glad that they are good now because it makes their rivalry makes it, better. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm like I'm tuned in, tuned in. I'm yeah. like this is gonna be. I got get my popcorn ready. It's about to be a show, you know. But uh, before we move on, speak on the like that Friday or just Friday and Saturdays in general that year 
with those two horses that y'all had. Yeah. You know, before the game, how they are in the locker room, like give the fans and the audience, you know, behind the scenes what it was like. In the locker room, uh, if you know Lighter, he's more quiet, but you know Rock, like he knows when it's his time. So he's getting amped up. He's he's talking to people. He's playing music, having really? a good time. He's not really the one. He to wasn't sit like there. that. He wasn't he like, that. like that in 2019, yeah. bro. He's not the one to just sit there and be in his locker like See, before he pitched. In 2019, he kind of was like he wasn't like in his locker, but he'll have his headphones on. Yeah, and he'll be he was to himself. He did yeah. all his stuff to himself, and then he kind of even once he started getting success in 2019, he was still he was still. Just to himself, yeah. he was never like really? outwardly. Nah, yeah, it not, was never to us until like if he once he was done pitching and stuff like that, then he was like mm. he was rock. Or when he was on the mound, he was rock. But like before, he was just he was rock. But it was like he was just in, he was just in his own. Nah, go ahead and speak on it a little he bit was, more. He was cool and he was like lively, have a good time, always smiling. Like before, yeah. Lighter was serious. Really? Lighter was being with his headphones on. Mm-hmm. Got his little journal, <laughs> do his thing. Like he knew That's what he was. He knew what he was about to do when he went out there. How he was about to attack everybody. Them up. And he was going out there. But teams, you get you get demoralized. You got to face Rocker on Friday. Went to that buzz off. And if Rock <laughs> dominates you, then you got to uh, come back and go face try and lighter. Hit lighter on Saturday. And it, I faced them both, and it's not. You it's one A and one B, bro. Coin flip as to who who you're gonna be able to to yeah. see better that day. But literally, them two, they brought us all that success because we won one game. We're like, we're gonna win this next one. We know we got two. We're gonna yeah. win two out of three. <laughs> we know we got in two. most weekends. And there was, I don't think we lost a series that weekend. Like um, weekend series, we might have lost Oklahoma State. Uh, and that was like one of the first weekends. But besides that, I can't really name too many weekends where we went out there and didn't win the series. So, yeah, they, they were they were fun to play with because um, they were two different people. Yeah. I think like they learn from each other uh-huh. on the field, but off the field, like Lighter is here and Rock is here, yep. mm-hmm. and their crowds are a little different, but they're still they're still the boys. So like. Yeah. It's like I hang out with Lighter all the time now that he he lives in Nashville and mm-hmm. I still talk to Rock. So it's like everybody's cool. Nice. Speak on some um some goals you have for this year. I think uh, haven't really thought about any because I typically don't set any sure. goals. I just kind of want to go out there and it's like like I'm finally that older guy in the team. Mm-hmm. I'm not a, like a senior yeah. like you were in 20 and you were as well, but mm-hmm. I'm a junior and I've been here for three years. I've always kind of had to lead by example. And it's like now I can I can be a little more vocal behind the scenes because I'm a junior yeah. and I've been here a little longer. So I'm kind of just focused on like ushering the younger guys in, like making sure they feel comfortable and making sure like they know that they're going to be able to get better over time and they might not be where they are right now, but it's like, we were all in those positions mm-hmm. at once too. Yeah. It's like, we had those periods where we went back to our room and it's like, yeah, I don't know if this is for me. And it's like, they might have those now. So it's kind of just letting them know, like there's okay. light at yeah. the end of the tunnel. So just keep pushing for it. Um, that's pretty much it. And I want to win a, a natty. Like, yeah, I can't, I can't leave. You in a conversation with, <laughs> I can't leave. Unless I get that done, like that's something mm. like, no. I feel like if I leave without doing that, my my time here is incomplete. Mm. No, but you, just because I like I want to be known as 
the same group yeah. that you guys are in yeah, as yeah. Natty uh, champs, a, and it's like all the rest of the best have Natties. You got Swanson, <laughs> Price, Rock, all those guys. Is like Price don't got one. Huh? Oh, Price don't got one. Nah. Price don't got oh, one. Oh no, that's, that's right. the OG, but he don't yeah, got one. yeah, 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 yeah. A, yeah. But you, you understand what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, sure. I feel you. Yeah. 100%. But literally, I want to be known as that. Like, they talk about legacy all the time. Hell like, yeah. Yeah. That's something that. I, I need your legacy. Yeah, that's the, that's the icing on the cake, bro. That's the icing on the cake. Ain't no better feeling. Ain't gonna lie to you. Nah, you know? there is there. Li- nah, when, when you no get that third feeling. out, there's no better feeling in the world. Yeah, but you definitely got the right mindset. Lead them guys and just take it day by day, dog. For sure. You know, uh, last thing I guess talk a little bit about adversity. You know, as athletes in general. We know about adversity. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. All right. So get comfortable with it. It's going to happen. Yeah. You know, at whatever point in your three, four years, it's going to happen. And you're going to have those days where it's like, like, dog, like it's it's rough right now. You know, so it could be fall ball. It can be during the season, leading up to the season. You know, I guess just just speak on it because you had a moment in your freshman year, maybe it was two series or one series where you kind of dipped a little bit, but then you picked it up all the way through. And so I guess just speak on adversity in general, you know. You're going to deal with it. So yeah. you might as well get comfortable with it. You're, if your training is easy, <laughs> then you're not putting yourself in <sighs> positions to feel adversity at all. If you feel adversity in your training, it's going to better prepare you to go out there and have success. And that's just the, the fact is like I've had weekends where I've been the player of the week and the next week. I can't even get a hit. Yeah, I can't get a hit. That's baseball, bro. Or I'll, I'll have a crazy stretch of 30 at-bats and then be like two for 30. Yeah. It's like that's baseball. Mm-hmm. So you really got to be comfortable with your routine and know that you built your routine and that's what's preparing you to play. A lot of people are result-driven and it's like mm-hmm. that doesn't get you anywhere. Like mm-hmm. you are probably struggle more that you're result-driven than process-driven. It's like I, I – Learn how to be process driven. Yeah, don't glaze over that. Right. You know, that's important to talk about. Your routine, your process is everything for me. It's like I'm those two things on a daily basis are what I'm emphasizing in my work. No. And good game, bad game, I'm not changing my process. No. Um, no. Because I know I built that routine and it's going to help me succeed, but it's like it just may not be my time for me to succeed right now. But I just got to stay patient and keep working for it. The routine gonna help you get out of that two for three. Right. That's what it's there for. A lot of people have a bad stretch and they're they're looking to change something or change Man, a routine. It's so easy to spiral. So right. So easy to make that one change. You start then. changing everything else and you're looking into a different whole different thing. Yeah. And it's like for me, it's I'm staying the same regardless. It's like I'll go back to my room after zero for four with two strikeouts. And it would be like nothing happened. It'd be cool. It'd be and cool. It'd be cool. Yeah. I'm not going to change how I act off the field or my relationship with girlfriend, how I talk to my parents, family. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to just go into a ball. Like, that's not what I do. I'm going to stay the same, and I'm just going to show up the next day and, and work the same way, and that's it. No, I think it was it's so big because with me working with kids with the foundation and you talk about the social media era and everything is just all results based. It's it's so huge and just teaching kids, but really the parents because mm-hmm. it really be the parents that mess it up for everything. It's not these kids. It's the parents of the process. 
and really learning everybody's process is different when it comes to whether it's baseball, football, whatever sport it may be. Like, and the aspect of working when nobody's watching, like everybody want to post their workouts on social media and all that stuff, but it's like they don't really understand how much work you actually have to put in. And I mean, I take the things from Vanny to talk about the training aspect. You have to train way harder than you do in the game. And I tell, I try to instill in our kids' mindset, if you want to be considered one of the best, you should be dominating in your arena now. And the only way you're going to be able to dominate if you're training harder because the game is going to be easier. Because most of these kids nowadays, they don't understand what that actually means to work hard because of social media and all those things. And I think young kids, you listening, you're hearing it from one of the best in our game right now, I think that's huge just to hear you talk about that and how it, it doesn't change. You, you you take a great from 1980 and you take a great from 2020, they still do it the same way. Yeah. So I think, I think, I think social media has been so negative in terms of like building the game just because like we talked about earlier is that false sense of uh, sense of confidence. And it's like you got kids now posting their workouts Oh, I hit 95 right. new uh, PR exit velocity off a of tee. Is like you, you don't hit the ball off a of tee in a game. That shit's moving, buddy. It's moving at 95. And you spoke on it earlier. Like you didn't play when you were 11 years old, but you got kids worrying about being 11. You're all American. You're all American in college. About to God willing get drafted. Hey, which one really mean not. more? Which, which one mean more? <laughs> which which one you want? And a lot of the kids that were the top dogs when we were 12. <sighs> Where they, at? they don't Fizzle. play baseball hey. anymore. Try yes. And that's just a fact. They don't play baseball. They're just trying to figure it out, but they're not having success at the, the next level like they thought they would. They they peaked early yeah. and then yeah. they had all these people telling them how good they were. Mm. And it's like that's no disrespect like disrespect to them either. But yeah. at the same time, it's like you gotta gotta stay patient and wait for your time. And it's like that's the one thing about Everybody's like, why why am I not getting recruited at this time? It's it's all different. Yep. Or how can I get recruited? It's like if I tell you how I got recruited, it's not gonna be the same for you. It's not gonna be the same for you. So it's different. So you just kinda gotta put your head down, work hard. Yeah. And it's gonna come when when your time comes. No. Nah. And that's just it. No, nah, it's real. Like all all four of us had different recruiting process. We end up in the same in the same spot. Same spot. And what does Corp say about getting people through the door? He always says in the first meeting, it doesn't matter how he you got there. That meeting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he must have I've been out of that meeting a couple years now. <laughs> it doesn't matter how you got there, but we got you here and we're all in the same room. You do mm. say that. Yeah. And that's, that's it. Real. That's real. So now we go to work as a group. On that one. Mm. Mm. I felt that in my spirit just now. Yeah. I ain't going to lie. I, hey, th- th- you got a me. snack for him. Huh? Maybe you got some Pringles yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go, ahead go ahead and get them uh, out. Pringles? Yeah. yeah. I heard if you eat Pringles, kids, it gets you fast like Enrique. Yeah, you. More what? Pringles running 6 hey. one. Put some The flavor, fat. though. Get the flavor. You yeah. want to run like Enrique. <laughs> go but ahead, literally, man. Yeah. So I take a can of these and I eat it in one one sitting. I'm trying like to tell you. Y'all want to be fast like Enrique. Uh, you eat can't your Pringles. advertise that. That's definitely not good. Eat your Pringles. <laughs> like, What's like um, side note? What's like your pregame? I know that Vanny has like snacks in the snack room, yeah, nutrition room. What's like your go-to's either before workout, after workout, or before game, post game? 
that that smoothie from Smoothie Kings. That's uh, oh, the, dang, I that's King's smoothie. Do be hitting the smoothie King. After you get done with BP, the one problem is like when we go through BP in a training segment, you got your two defensive groups. Yeah. On a game day, I'm never taking my second group. No. Nah. I'm gonna hit. Yeah. Take my first group. And I'm going back inside. I'm so I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to eat. I'm going to just chill. So that's the rice and chicken? Yeah. I used to well, rice and chicken pre-games. and yeah, the rice Yeah, we got the pre-games. Ooh, we got the Chipotle. And, and they bring the house for us yeah, they, now. It's different oh, now, bro. Bro. Oh, yeah, bro. It's different now, bro. Hey, now, the rice, and, yeah. the rice and chicken and the rice and uh, shrimp. The rice we used to get where? Um, what's that? Um, we had payway. We used to get payway after the game. Payway. Five. We got what's the little place over there too? Um, um, urban cookout. Urban cookout. Urban That's cookout. what we still get. Urban. Five. We used to get still get all urban. The time. Five. We got Chipotle, Tzatziki, Urban Cookout, Tzatziki's Tzatziki's is good. <laughs> hey, where they at? Oh, Tzatziki's yeah. also. If you listening, all right. We'll eat during the the podcast. Yeah. So literally, we got them right there. But after BP, I'm going inside. I'm grabbing two gushers. Two fruit roll-ups. Hey, bro, time out, time out, bro. You're supposed to be telling the kids how to eat healthy. No, I'm eating, I'm eating sugar before the game. I'm drinking that smoothie. Yeah. But you got to be careful with the smoothie. Some days it don't hit your stomach. You're saying that you <laughs> eat. on that job. Yeah. In between innings. Like in yeah. Nah, but... Uh, I'm, I'm eating straight candy before the game. I'm taking the, the biggest meals, but then I'm going to eat gushers and uh, fruit roll-ups and, like... Those uh, cereal granola bars. Um, fire. Those are fire. Fire. Those are fire. Kid, bro. Yeah, hey, fire. Bro. Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. No, that's actually you're supposed to. It gives you a nice little I rush. Play, it keeps I, you locked in. I'm not trying to feel full. Facts. Yeah. Because then I, I feel like, um, obviously, I feel like I'm a little slower. Yeah. So I'm trying to feel kind of light, but I'm, like, I'm not trying to go out there on an empty stomach. So mm-hmm. at that point, I'm just eating. I'm drinking some of the smoothie, and I'm eating straight sugar. Cause I know like it's time to go. Like yeah. my adrenaline has to be there, and it's gonna yeah. kick in when I walk back out through that door. So that's all I pretty pretty much eat. What'd you eat? Nothing. Look at him. He's still a little body. <laughs> nuts. He's a little body. <laughs> <laughs> pause. Pause. Big pause. Uh... <laughs> That's gonna get edited. I need that. That's gotta be clipped. I want that clip. Uh, Honestly, the the smoothie. We never took that second defensive. uh, Let me see. It was one of those groups that we didn't take. I go back to the locker room. It's the last one always. That was the last group. Nobody's out there. Me and Grizzy, we'll go get the smoothie, go back. Chill, marinates, what we used to call Mar- it. Yeah, yeah buddy. Start your funnel. Yeah, funnel. other funnel. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, and then, um, I don't know, bro. I you a, didn't I, eat. I was a big peanut butter cracker guy. That was that was the biggest thing for me. He like peanut oh, butter cracker. Man, always bro. wondering why he wouldn't gain uh-huh. weight. 80 bro. years old. Uh, peanut, but peanut butter got a lot of protein on, in bro. it, bro. He don't eat enough. He, he didn't eat, eat enough. enough, bro. He was like yeah. 165 pounds soaking wet. All right, 175. Uh, you, you can't hate on that because that's what I am right now. I was, right, I played at 178. 178, bro. I'll probably get to like 170, 175 uh, by the time I get back. Hey, bro, what you at, bro? Me? Yeah. I'm at 160, bro. Okay, big body. Okay. What would you play? What was you playing at? I played at 155. Big body. I played at 155, bro. 148. Hey, 148. You already know who put the most up in the weight room. All right, well, All right. Well, <laughs> uh, hey. appreciate y'all. Like, comment, subscribe. Hey, follow Enrique, the Instagram, my guy. Appreciate you coming. Follow through. Enrique appreciate on the you. gram. Appreciate you, my dog. You know, um, subscribe to the channel. Again, any other guests you guys want on the show, let us know in the comment section on Instagram, DM, all that type of stuff. And we'll do our best to get them on. 
And um, Facts. Yeah. That's it. It's we'll been real. Y'all. We'll holler at you. Peace and love. <laughs>